Welcome to our podcast. I'm Michael O'Connell of the It's All Journalism podcast. I'm joined on the phone with Tiffany Campbell of WBUR Boston. Hey, Tiffany. Hey, how are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, we thought, since we're going to be talking about podcasting at the uh, ONA conference, that we should maybe do a podcast about it to a, a sort of accompany uh, the presentation we're doing to sort of go over some of the thought behind it as well as you know, maybe touch on some of the points that we want to touch on in in the uh, the actual presentation. So, actually, you were the person who who pitched this podcast uh, idea. How did that sort of come about? Well, actually, I pitched something that kind of was in a different form. Um, obviously, you know, I spend I spend a good part of my world immersed in audio, and so we're constantly talking about different things that are moving around the industry in terms of how audio is being consumed, um, who's listening to it, and why. Um, and we really um, are interested with the success of Serial. It seems like all everyone wants to talk about is creating the next viral podcast. But this panel particularly emerged um, because ONA was looking to make sure that this, this piece of it, particularly how to get started, was covered. Um, there is a lot of interest, and there seemed to be a lot of um, anecdotal interest in just, okay, if I just want to start a podcast, like, how do I start from the very beginning? If I know nothing about audio, I know nothing about recording, I know nothing about monetization of my podcast, <laughs> you know, what is step one? Yeah, and, and this is uh, this is the baby steps presentation, I think, in, in the uh, in the conference. So, do you have, you know, as I said, I sort of started out by saying that that I'm uh, one of the producers of the It's All Journalism podcast. It's a podcast that we put out every week. We've been doing it for about three years, and we were in this position not too long ago where we kind of wanted to do a podcast, but we had no idea of the actual steps to do it. Uh, the, we benefited from the fact that the uh, originating producers all worked at a radio station and we had access to audio equipment and studios, but we realized that most people don't have that uh, luxury. Uh, you also work in, an audio, in a radio station, so have access to that stuff. But uh, do, you, do you have much experience with podcasting? Most of my experience, so I've been working in digital you know, digital journalism for a while now, more than a decade. And so a lot of my experience comes from more field producing. When I worked for a newspaper, um, I did a lot of audio production, audio interviews. Um, back in the day, there used to be a program called Sound Slides and doing audio slideshows. Oh, very I big, yeah. <laughs> Very big, lovely format. Um, you know, I think, I think it was a really, really beautiful way to tell stories. Mm, yes. Um, but so I, I did quite a bit of that. And my role now... Um, at WBUR, I work on a lot of different things in terms of running the, the digital team and, and the digital properties for WBUR, but a big part of my job is thinking really about how people consume audio and particularly how people find it. Audio is actually very challenging to discover online. It does not get passed around in the same way that maybe text or photos do. And so it, audio has kind of got a long way to go there. And so that's where a lot of my time is spent in terms of developing new podcasts, um, you know, working with producers on like how to frame them, how to build the pages for them, what to do with them once they have this podcast, because as um, we'll talk about in our presentation, it's not just the recording. A lot of the work has to happen after you've got um, a piece of audio that you want to get showcased. So that's where a lot of my, my work is involved in. Yeah. And, and I also work at a, a radio station, Federal News Radio. I'm the, the digital editor there, senior digital editor. And as long as I've been here, we've had to sort of face the challenge of what do you do with audio content that's created for another medium and, and bringing it into the web? We're kind of a little different than a lot of places, even though our radio is in our name. 
uh, actually most of the people who get our content access it online. They're not necessarily accessing our audio. So we have this really all these great interviews, this rich content. You know, how do you present that so that people will listen to it, they'll share it, and, and get the most out of it? And, you know, nine times out of ten, the answer is you, you end up writing up a lot of what what was being said or you sort of, you know, pull out some quotes or things. And, and what ends up happening is, is you know, people may read your text, but they're not listening to your audio. So audio is a, is a huge conundrum for me and for everybody here. You know, we're constantly sort of challenging ourselves. How can we bring these, you know, like I said, this good content to people? How can we get them to listen to it? And uh, it's you know, we face that same tr- problem with the, the podcast that I work on as well. So what is it that you like about podcasts? Many, many things. Uh, you know, and I I totally agree with your, your point about um, how audio – we often talk about how you're punished often for <laughs> pressing play online. Um, the great irony, of course, is that podcasting is like one of the oldest uh, – one of the <laughs> oldest ways to consume things online, and yet there just don't seem to have been the tools and the networks developed in the same way um, as for, like, text and audio. Um, and it's nice to see that these cycles keep coming around. Everything in tech is cyclical, and so every – it seems like every five years or so people rediscover podcasts. But we think that there's maybe something different happening now, which would be very exciting. Um, yeah. I've only been working in public radio for a couple of years, so I'm new-ish <laughs> new, um, in terms of like thinking about audio exclusively. But one thing that I really um, have always enjoyed about it is the immersive nature of it. I really like the way that, much like music, that a lot of audio storytelling can be about your mood. So like, I'm in a mood, I want to decompress, or I need something great for my commute, or what's my road trip podcast playlist look like? And so it's both the storytelling, but also I think finally that the form is coming into its own in terms of that the technology is evolved enough and enough people are thinking about this now that they're, and really the rise of mobile. Um, you know, the experience of podcasting on your desktop is not a great one. No one really wants to recreate that, but podcasting on your phone is okay. And podcasting, you know, being able to like run your phone through your car, that's okay too. And so like we're taking these incremental steps to really experience it. And I think that is, uh, I think that's a great thing. And I think that's the, the biggest thing that's changing right now for the audience. Yeah, I know. I, I agree as well that, that mobile's kind of the, the big game changer in this because you're basically creating a platform that that's ideal for it. It, it you know, it has a player, it, you know, it, you can you can get a podcast feed and, and it's going to, you figure out what your your favorite one that's going to dump, dump it into your phone and you're just going to be able to play it whenever and wherever you, you want to. Uh, I'm constantly listening to podcasts as I'm, I, when I'm driving or I'm, uh, you know, in the kitchen or, or around the house or something, sort of the background noise. And, you know, one of the other things is, is it's a really personal medium. You know, certainly you think about storytelling, but, you know, I t- I've talked about this on our podcast that it's it's very much, you know, it's your companion when you're going somewhere. It's, if you're alone in a car and somebody's talking into your head, it, it, you know, it has you have this sort of profound relationship with somebody who's telling a, you know, what, what, what might be a very personal story that that will have an effect on you. So emotionally, it, it makes a really great connection. I mean, storytelling, speech, I mean, that's, that's one of the basic forms of communication. And I think it speaks to us at a very basic level. So I think that's one of the powers of it. So uh, now that we've sold podcasting, what, <laughs> what are some of the what are some of the ones uh, podcasts that you like to listen to? Everyone should be podcasting. Um, yes, we should. It's true. <laughs> I, 
I know. I think the only, I think the tough part for me is that um, podcasting is, it's all real time, right? So in as much as that you can multitask, like you're saying with it, that it's on in your background, it's on while you're cooking, you know. Some people work out to podcasts, which is not something that I've ever really been able to get into. <laughs> so, <laughs> for some reason, it's just, it, it's not the right format for me, you know. But so there's a consumption problem for me. It's like, how many podcasts can I really consume in a week? Um, how many hours do I have? And so I have to pick and choose. But I do love, um, I love Gimlet's startup. I was kind of primed to not be sure that if I was going to like it because it seemed a little bit too meta for me, you know, a podcast about a podcast company um, starting up. But I was really charmed by it and uh, kind of got obsessed with it. And I'm in season, I'm almost finished with season two now. And I just, I think they've made great choices with it. Um, it's a real great masterclass on, you know, how to start a company. And I think that is great. Um, I really love uh, Call Your Girlfriend, um, which is much more conversational um, in tone and is really, you know, it's it's described as like, you know, a long distance phone call with your be- your bestie. And it just, it just reminds me of my friends and, and how we talk and how we talk about certain things. And that almost really feels like, like some of your friends. And it's, it's really like kind of lo-fi and just very casually put together. And, and I really enjoy that one as well. Um, I also love the classics, you know, as I like to call them, which are, which are you know, broadcast shows, you know, so Fresh Air, um, On Point with Tom Ashbrook, which is out of um, WBUR. These are great kind of just uh, deep dives into specific topics that, that I really enjoy. And I could, you know, probably talk your ear off with a lot more. Um, but those are some of my favorites that I'm listening to right now. Yeah. Uh, some of my favorites, I, th- I think I, I don't listen to as many NPR ones as I probably should, but I, but you know I, I tend to listen to a lot of entertainment or you know maybe sort of history things. Um, WTF, Mark Marin. I mean that's kind of the gold standard in interviews. I think right now um, he's he's really smart and entertaining, and, and he comes at it from a different way. He's not a, not a journalist, not a traditional interviewer. And it's you can hear him when he's talking to people being genuinely in, interested in what they have to say and, and asking them questions that you wouldn't even necessarily think. And, and the other big one that I really like that I don't get to hear that often because it doesn't come out that often is Hardcore History by uh, Dan Carlin. And uh, typical episode comes in at about three and a half hours. Uh, it's a lot of podcasts. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he takes you know he takes months to research uh, these these. Uh, really detailed uh, podcasts on, uh, well, various points in history. He just finished a multi-part presentation in May, uh, so, so we're waiting you know, for the next episode. But he just wrapped up, I think it was like a seven-part uh, presentation on World War I, uh, what led up to that, and then sort of the uh, unraveling of, of that experience, and then sort of the impact of what that had on on our society. And then he had a sort of a companion one that went, that sort of examined how that really kind of shaped politics for the rest of the 20th century. So it's really fascinating stuff, really great storyteller, a lot of, a lot of great detail in that. But, you know, the, I'm also a huge fan of uh, this relatively new one, uh, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast, which is, is just, it's just a crazy, funny, vulgar, uh, podcast about, and, and they talk a lot about old movies and old comedians, and, and it's just from a from a pop culture standpoint, it's just such a, a bizarre outlook on things, and it's just really fun to to listen to. But you know, it, it, the the thing is that there are podcasts about everything. Our podcast is about about journalism, but you know, there are podcasts about woodworking, there are podcasts about about cooking and, and everything. 
So Well, and I love that, like what you're saying. It seems that everyone I talk to podcasting about, everyone's got a new one that I haven't heard of, you know, to check out. And I think that's actually kind of, that's amazing. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? You can't, you can't say that about a lot of things that are going on right now. So I think no, that's really cool. No, and, and one of the things that, that I think we're going to talk about a lot on our, uh, in our presentation is just that, you know, the reason why there are so many podcasts, I think there, there are a lot of, because there are a lot of podcasters, the barrier to, to entry is really low from a technical standpoint. It, it doesn't take a whole lot for you to record and edit and post your podcast. And it, it just becomes, then it becomes a matter of, of figuring out what you're going to say, you know, how you're going to make time to do it, and, you know, figuring out who your audience is and how, how best to reach them. And I think, you know, those are the, those are the tricky things, I think, is, is you're going out there to launch a podcast. Absolutely. And I think people just like... Um to hear other people talk, and and it's yeah, it's I totally agree with you about a lower barrier to entry. It's not even like you know, a blog post is pretty simple to put together too. But there's something about being able to talk your way through various topics that just comes more naturally to people as well. And I think that comes through and just like the proliferation. Yeah, and, and it's really you know, if you get somebody smart or entertaining, you know, especially if you get somebody who's really smart. You know, we've been really lucky in our podcast. We've had some really you know, great creative people and just listening to them, you know, noodle through a problem or, or describe something that they, they were dealing with. And, and just hearing people think is just a fascinating thing to do, even if it's something that you're not maybe the, you're that keen, to, you know, that um, tuned in on about what they're talking about. But you just you, you learn more about who they are through their speaking, through, through, through what they're saying, as opposed to, you know, just reading out what they say or whatever your blog post is. But uh, the other thing I wanted to, to sort of ask you about is uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the presentation. So what research did you put into it? How did you, uh, you know, go out there and get information to sort of build uh, your presentation? Well, uh, one piece of it was, was simple in the sense that it's a big part of my job right now that's kind of emerging as um, WVR is kind of dipping its toe into what it's calling like original programming, which are really just podcasts that are being developed really just for podcasting purposes and are not broadcast shows that are being repurposed um, for online consumption. So part of it is just kind of part of my day-to-day. But the other thing I decided to do was I wanted to actually reach out to people I have met over the last couple years and who are working in the same space and just kind of do some just do some interviewing with them and just see, you know, how they were looking at these things. And so I was, I was lucky to reach out. I reached out to, I think, about 10 people or so, um, and I got a ton of responses, really thoughtful responses um, that actually taught me a lot um, about, you know, how, how, to, how people are thinking about these things, how they approach them, um, some really great insights. And so that was, that was a big part of the way I looked at it is that I didn't um, – I wanted to hear kind of what people are doing in all corners of the industry. You know, it's actually for such a – podcasting is maybe um, an audio production is maybe small in relation to like all the journalism that's being created, you know, out in the world. At the same time, though, it's a very like diverse community and there's a lot of people doing a lot of different kinds of things. So I really felt that diversity and perspective in terms of how content got created and how to find your audience and what are the things to look out for when creating it would be um, more interesting to everyone. So, so that's how I approached it. Yeah. And and that was, that was sort of your half of the presentation. My, my half was more on the technical end. Um, I reached out to a group of podcasters that I know here in the Washington, D.C. area uh, who were probably in the same same boat that a lot of the people who were thinking about starting a podcast were not too long ago, you know, had no idea. You know, these aren't journalists. These are people who had no experience 
maybe in the online realm or even you know certainly in in, in audio production, but they went out there and they figured out what tools they needed. And, you know, with a little entrepreneurship and, and a little uh, extra effort, they, they were able to launch their podcast and slowly build their audiences. So I was able to get some insights to that, asking them a lot of technical questions. And the, the amazing thing that I found out was everybody had a different sort of setup about how they how they record and edit. I mean, there are a few things that are kind of constant. There are a couple of programs that everybody seems to kind of use. But they all have sort of different approaches of, you know, you know how they, you know what microphones they use, what, what, whether they record on a, a laptop, a, a, on a desktop, or whether they're using a digital recorder. But they're all in the end, you know, producing audio content. They're all very keen about uh, producing something that sounded profession of professional quality. That was something they all sort of touched on. That you know this isn't just a matter of recording whatever you can, but it's a matter of, you know, creating content that, from a technical standpoint, people aren't going. It's not going to hurt their ears. They're going to want to listen to. <laughs> But then also they talk a little bit about uh, the things that they didn't go the way they wanted to. That the, they thought talked a little bit about uh, some of the things that they wish they knew when they began. But they also talk about the rewards of it. They were all incredibly positive about the experience of being a a podcaster and, and going out and getting their voice out there. And that's that's something personally that I that I try to you know proselytize about that this is a great medium for people to express themselves on. In and, and uh, you know that's why I'm always trying to encourage people. And you know you can say say podcasting, 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 but any opportunity you can to express yourself, I think is is great. And, and this is just happens to be one that's 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 pretty accessible. I think. Yeah, and that it all doesn't have to be you know this American Life level storytelling too. That some of the best podcasts are really just two people or more talking to each other. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that's what is really liberating too about, about it. There is a, you know, a couple of little bit of technical investment that you've got to make and know how, but it's really just as easy as, you know, maybe not as easy as calling up like one of your friends to chat, but it's, it's pretty close. So let's sort of anticipate the, the, the audience who's going to come and see us are, are most likely going to be journalists of some, some nature. Um, I did a, uh, with, uh, uh, one of the other producers, Megan Clority, uh, I did a presentation last year in the Midway at ONA in Chicago, uh, where we did a uh, you know sort of how-to introduction, sort of discussing how we launched our podcast, and, and a lot of the questions that we got were from journalists who you know they had an idea for a, a certain type of story they wanted to do, or you know some some aspect of their community that they wanted to cover. Have you sort of thought about you know maybe how journalists could could take advantage of podcasting to Maybe you know it shed some light on some aspect of uh, their community reporting. Yes, I mean I think one thing for um, everyone to think about is is to remember that you don't need to script it, um, and actually that's kind of some of the the roughest approach you could to, and that might be something that is kind of like the first impulse of a lot of people to do is like, why well, should write out what I'm going to say so I don't. So I sound right, and so, like, I get into the points that I want to point out to. And, I mean, I think outlines are good and, and prompts are good, but um, scripting, I think, will will inevitably sound not natural unless, you know, you're working and this is, like, your exclusive domain. So particularly when getting started, I think that's really important. I think the other thing to remember is that, you know, recording your interviews and hearing how people talk is some of the most compelling um, aspects of, of what you can do as a reporter. Um, to actually bring people directly to um, hearing that source is a very powerful way to tell, to tell a story. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And for you know, when I used to to train interns or, or beginning reporters, I always told them that the most important skill is to listen. Uh, you know, because you know that's to listen and to react before you ask questions. I've I've actually heard podcasts where where people or, or audio interviews where people are just asking questions and not really responding to the, the responses the person are giving them, and it, and quite often it's it's very you know it seems very disjointed. You, You'll hear something and you'll go, well, why didn't he follow up with this question? Why didn't she follow up with this question? And it, and it you know, it, it just makes for poor communication. But I, I, to sort of also agree with what you're saying, I think it's really important to get those voices out there. That's the one thing that you're sort, you're sort of missing when you're doing text is you, you don't hear the way somebody, you know, says something, the inflection. You kind of have to rely on what the reporter does here. I mean, you know, you can tell what, the, you know, unless the person's a really great actor, uh, what they're, uh, you know, how they're communicating uh, an emotional, you know, experience or something. You know, in one of our earlier conversations, you were talking about a, uh, a podcast or a sort of an audio report that uh, WBUR did around the Boston bombing, uh, which I thought was a really good example of, of, of you know, how uh, a news organization could could use podcasting. Yeah, it was tough. You know, obviously, I work at a radio station, so you think that we'd be just, you know, podcasting like crazy all the time. <laughs> there's quite a bit of, you know, there's quite a bit of thought that usually goes into um, actually getting a new podcast started. Um, and this is one that we actually call a pop-up podcast. I don't know if we came up with that term, but it's the one that's in my mind all the time, so that's how I use it. Um, and what that really meant to us is that we were going to do a podcast. We weren't. It wasn't. Um, like we weren't going to podcast this thing forever. It was really just meant to be a finite experience around a news event. In this case, it was about the Boston Marathon bombing trial. Um, and I'll totally admit that when I first heard about this idea, I was like, what? Are people really going to want to listen to this every day? You know, this debrief. But um, it turned out we, we partnered with the Boston Globe, and so it was one of our reporters and, and one of theirs, um, one of their columnists. And the concept was really, you know, there's no cameras in the courtroom, and so the idea was like, well, if you were at a bar with these two guys after each day, you know, what would they be talking about? Or if you were sitting behind them in the courtroom, what are the kinds of things that they would be discussing with each other? And um, it actually became really popular um, and really interesting, and it was like, I think, a really important, I mean, it, it hit a couple of different ways. I think it brought you into the courtroom in a way that, like, text and the sketches just couldn't in that sense, because it felt like it's close. And even live tweeting, we did have someone there um, who, was, who was tweeting out, like, quite a bit of stuff, but this just felt like I can draw you in. And even on a daily basis, um, we found that people really responded to it. Uh, so we, we really considered it a success. I think the things that we didn't do very well was really consider what we were going to do with that audience. We built up this audience over, you know, the two, three months that we were doing it, and then the podcast just ends. And so then it's just like, well, now what? What do you do with all these people? Yeah. And, uh, and, that's, and that's something that if we do another one that we'd want to think a lot more clearly about, about how, we're, you know, how people are signing up and how they connect with us later and suggesting different options for them once, once the podcast is done. And that sort of introduces another sort of idea that, that I'd like, I hope we get to in our, our presentation, this idea that podcasts can be a lot of different things. They don't have to be like a one-on-one -on -one interview. They could be, you know, built around a news event or, or, or something else. And that they don't have to run forever. You don't have to, you know, turn something out every week for 10 years. You can, you can say, okay, we're going to do a 10-week or we're going to do a five-week uh, uh, podcast, a series of podcasts on X, whatever this particular story is, and make that part of whatever your general reporting is. 
Um, there are lots of different ways to sort of package that and, and, and so put it out there. I mean, don't forget that Serial was, you know, what, 10 or 12 episodes? Um, and that was part of its appeal, that it was we're going to be here for this finite period of time examining this one story very, very closely. And, and that's what kind of drew people in. So, you know, if I, if I could do anything, I would encourage people to, to be creative in, in the way they do podcasting. Uh, certainly listen to other podcasts to sort of see how people speak and, and, and kind of what their structure is. But, you know, this is, this is a medium that because of the, the conversational nature of it, the, the, you know, the audio aspect of it, there, you can do so many different things with it. You can, you can produce it. You could like write, with a, write a script and then do sound effects around, around it or, or natural sound around it so, to create stories. So there are lots of different things you can do. Yeah, breaking out of the format, I think. I just, I want to see more of that, um, more of that experimentation in terms of, like, what it can be. Because, yeah, I feel like people, their first model tends to be, you know, an, an hour of broadcast, an hour of radio. Um, and the, the kind of the joy of this is that, like, things can be as long or as short as they need to be. Um, and that's, that's very, that's both terrifying and very freeing, I think, as a, as a content producer. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, you could have a five-minute podcast, you know, every other day or every day if you wanted to, if you, you had something. Yeah, and there was a, this other um, newspaper, the Arkansas Times, has a Week in Review podcast where uh, they, you know, whatever the big stories of that week, they get reporters and editors in and they, you know, they just discuss it for, you know, uh, 30, uh, 30, 45 minutes. And, uh, you know, it's very topical, you know, very conversational, sort of gives people a different, you know, you get, get to listen to the reporter uh, who's uh, covering your, your city hall or whatever. So, you know, again, there are just different ways of, of, of doing this to, to, to sort of reach your audience and whatever your audience is. Uh, whether it's, you know, a media audience or, you know, maybe you want to do an entertainment one. Maybe you like Game of Thrones. You want to do a Game of Thrones podcast. We're we're not here to judge. <laughs> I would listen to a Game of Thrones podcast. Game of Thrones I would podcast. too. I'm sure there must be a hundred, actually, <laughs> I would imagine. All right. Let's find some other show that we can... <laughs> We something more obscure. <laughs> something so, something more obscure. So I don't have a whole lot more to say before uh, we wrap up. Do you have any anything you wanted to add to this? No, I think in just in terms of what I would hope that people would take away from this is just, you know, really just how to get started and how to take the first step. I think like any other any other craft, you know, it's something that you're going to refine um, and, and get better at. But I would also um, encourage people just to, like, dive into the world of podcasting um, in terms of consu- from a consumption standpoint, too, because there is a lot of really amazing, interesting, smart people out there just talking, um, and there's just, like, so much to learn and know and enjoy out of it. Um, in many ways, it's it, there's just so much variety that I think it's, like, actually a really great time to be just consuming them as well. And so I would just hope that people kind of get a little bit more insight into how these things are put together and also are just kind of encouraged and inspired to get started and feel like they've got the tools to at least take a step or three um, into it as they as I go ahead. Yeah, and, and I, I I agree with that heartily. And the only thing I would add to it is is be creative. Look, listen to lots of different voices, but maybe see what you can, what unique thing you can bring into the mix to 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 reach your audience and figure out where your audience is and and and, and reach them there. Uh, whether it's a podcast or whatever creative experience, but we're talking about podcasts. So, um, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Tiffany. But good life, good life experience. Good, well. good life <laughs> experience is good. Well, thank you, Tiffany. I'm really looking forward to our uh, presentation. Uh, you know, it may be moot at this point, but it, we're going to be. It's going to be Thursday uh, of the convention, uh, one thirty to two thirty p.m. in the Encino Room. 
Uh, the hashtag is ONA15PCAST1. And uh, happy to answer any other questions. Uh, you can find me at itsalljournalism.com, uh, uh, at all journalism. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Tiffany Campbell. Um, that's a great place to find me, and also at uh, WBUR.org. Okay. Right. I'll see you all in Los Angeles. Ditto. I'll see you there, too. Take care. Okay. Take care. You too. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the changing state of digital news. Find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. You can also download episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at All Journalism. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks for listening.